What's up, guys? This is the Big Ben Strongcast, episode number seven. I'm here today with Sarah Beth. We're going to be talking about um, body image and training. Oh, I'm so, so excited. Yeah, go ahead and introduce yourself. Yeah. So my name is Sarah Beth McBride, and um, I love working out. Like, <laughs> I don't really know what to say about myself. I, like, I do hair at a salon, you know, in Tallahassee, and um, I've been training for probably seven years now. Okay. Um, maybe a little over seven years and I really love it. And it's so funny. Like there's just been a lot of, there's been a lot of change over the years in, um, I guess the way I, the way I train. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. It's just been fun. Like the whole thing has been an adventure. So yeah. and I've learned a lot from it all. Sure. So, I love it. so, uh, we met two years ago. Yeah. I think it was actually two years ago. Cause two. yeah. Two years ago. Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, coaching CrossFit, and you had just transitioned from doing, well, not just. You'd been doing CrossFit for maybe a year before that. Yeah. 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 And then before that, you had done bodybuilding, right? Yes. Yes. Was that the first thing that you, first, like, training thing that you were doing? Um, as far, like, as far as whenever I first started working out with mm-hmm. bodybuilding? Yeah. Yeah. So, I had, after I had my son, who, he's now eight, so I guess when he was probably six months old. Um, I had a friend in my hometown who was a personal trainer and he was like, why don't you let me, let me help you out some. Cause he would see me working out. And I know in his head, he's probably like, what is she, she doing? Has no idea what she's she has doing. no idea, yep. but I was consistent, you know? And so I think he saw my heart and was like, okay, I'm going to help you out. Yeah. <laughs> so he would like, he was like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this so many days a week. And you know, what do you want your body to look like? We're going to, we're going to start doing this. Like, what are your goals? And which of course I have no idea what my goals are. I just, don't what the question, <laughs> what do you want your body to look like? Yeah. And you're just like, I don't know. I just put in an hour every day. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. And all I'm thinking is, I don't know. I just want to, you know, look fit, but I didn't even know what in my head when yeah. I started, I didn't even know what that was. That's know? such an open-ended question though. Yeah. Ugh. That's, yeah a, exactly. that's a spiral question right there. You go, oh man, I don't, I don't know. What? Well, and it's kind of like, you know, doing hair. I, when I have a client, I'm like, okay, well, what are we doing your hair today? Mm-hmm. That's so broad. And half the people yeah. are like, I don't know. What are you going to do to my hair today? I do the same thing to my <laughs> hair every t- every single time. And every time I get asked, I'm like, oh, I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so he would like, he was so funny. Like he would show me pictures and he's like, well, what about this? Or what about, do you want your body to look like this? Now in, you know, rush of smack looking at it back, I'm just like, oh my God. Like why don't, why? That doesn't even make any sense. Like, show you a picture of a girl and be like, hey, do you want to look like her? Do you want to look like that? All of that. Yeah, actually. That was like, yeah, I don't know. It was weird. But, um, you know, it worked and it got me started. And I was just like. Was that here in Tallahassee? No, that was actually um, over in Mariana. Okay. Like Jackson County area. So, um, so, you know, it was just like a small town gym. You know, my friend was really young. He was just starting out. Like, you know, it's buck wild. I just, I didn't even remember this until just now, but like maybe like six months into me doing CrossFit coaching, I got offered a position to be uh, the head coach and manager of this gym that opened up in Mariana. I don't even know anything about this gym anymore. I haven't. It's so funny. I just forgot about it. So that gym, 
God, I can't remember the name of it, but I definitely, I definitely dropped in there one mm. time. And yeah, because they were like a CrossFit <laughs> gym that was also supposed to be like a bodybuilding, like traditional gym yes. setup. Yeah. Okay. Yes, totally. That was the gym. Yes, and let me tell you, it was lit. It was so funny. It was right behind. It's right behind a McDonald's. Yeah. So perfect. like a McDonald's on the front side, the gym's on the back side, but. uh but it was, but it was really cool, and the people there are like super nice and stuff, and nice. they're just like, you know, they're doing their thing. Well, glad to hear they're doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Six so months great. into coaching, I was like, honestly, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> no, not <laughs> no, at all. That sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> not at all. Oh man. So okay. So anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. No, um, it's okay. So you got in with bodybuilding style training, but when did you actually start? training to be a bodybuilder like to compete in bodybuilding yeah so that was in let's see that was in 2012 ish Mm -hmm. that i started lifting in 2013 i moved to tallahassee um or like was it 2000 yeah it was 2013 that i moved to tallahassee and probably six months into living here Mm -hmm. i started really um getting more focused in my training, I think. Um, and then maybe like six months after that. So probably 2014, I, I had a friend, I had met, made some friends here Mm -hmm. and I had a friend who was teaching over at kinetics. Like he was a fitness instructor over there and or personal trainer there. And he left kinetics to like do his own thing kind of. And so I would go see him. He would do some personal training and his dad had been a bodybuilder like okay. back in the day, okay. like really big into it. And I had expressed to Steven, I was like, Hey, I really, really want to do bodybuilding shows. Like, what do I need to do? And he goes, Oh, you know, like, you know, my dad did that. And I was like, no, he's like, no, no, no. My dad like was like a big deal back in the day. Like really? you should like, what's his dad's name? Do you know? I, I have no idea. I wish mm-hmm. I knew. Um, but he was like, he's like, yeah, I can help you. I'll get some insight from my dad and stuff. And then we'll talk about it. So, um, Steven started helping me with training and, but I was doing all of my nutrition at the time. So you were handling it. All. Yes. I was okay. handling all of my nutrition. Were you uh, basically just self-taught trying to just mix yes. things up, experiment, see what worked, what didn't. Yes. Okay. Well, and honestly, like, so I would talk to Steven about it and Steven wasn't writing my nutrition plans at all. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, I think he was so just caught up in, you know, building his business right. and trying to get new clients and try this, 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 and this. Oh, yeah. There wasn't like, there wasn't time yeah. for him to be able to invest in that mm-hmm. for the amount of money that I was paying him. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so I would ask him questions and he would give me suggestions, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like a, yeah. a thing. Right. Looking back now, like. I was so proud going into my first bodybuilding show. Like yeah. I was just, oh my gosh, I was so excited and so stoked because I felt like I'd worked so hard, but I look at pictures and I'm like, oh my God, holy cow. <laughs> like they let me get on stage, but it, <laughs> because like nutrition is literally the biggest part of bodybuilding. So how many shows did you do? Uh, I think I did four or five total. Okay. I think I did five total. So first one, what was your experience with that? Oh, okay. First off, it was so fun. Okay. What division did you compete in? Bikini. Okay. Yeah. What, now what are the different divisions? Can you explain a little bit about that? So, um, bikini is like, I would say in 
for the girls, it's like probably the smallest size. Like you don't have as much um, muscle mass, mm -hmm. but they're all very lean, yeah. very shredded, very, you know, there's a lot of different terms that I think you could use yeah. for lean, shredded, ripped, ripped, not, no. Not stacked. No, not stacked at no, all. That's the next division. Yes. Okay. So I would say figure. Um, the next division, of course, is figure. And then the division after that would be women's physique, which, and then after women's physique, it was women's bodybuilding. And a lot of the women's uh, more bodybuilding, which is like the very, very muscular women, right. um, that started, that kind of started phasing out some. Yeah. You know, if I remember point. correctly, didn't that division get scrapped from the Arnold? Or not the Arnold, um, the the big bodybuilding competition. Is it the Arnold? They have the Arnold and then they have the Mr. Olympia. Olympia. Yeah. Um, so that one I think got scrapped from the Olympia like right around then, like it, 2014, 2015. Yeah, it was one of them. Um, and I didn't follow the women's bodybuilding so much at right. that time just because that wasn't really what I was into. Right. Um but yeah, so there was that. Then the, the next division up was figure. And those women, of course, were a little bit more muscular. Like you would see more striations in their quads mm -hmm. and in their shoulders and that sort of thing. Now, women's figure mm -hmm. looks like how old school bodybuilding women's physique looks. Okay. So more nowadays, women physique competitors are looking more like old school women's bodybuilding competitors. So everything's kind of leveled up. Yeah, everything's kind of leveled up a little bit. But also you got to think like bodybuilding is so Men's bodybuilding kind of did the same thing too. Oh, yeah, 100%. To that's... A, to another level. Well, and that's why they brought back uh, like the men's classic yeah. physique, yeah. you know, because it was like men's bodybuilding was they were all so big and, and so The funniest part about else. that is they bring the physique back, but everybody still just kind of wants to see what the freaks look like. Oh, it's for just sure. it's just insane. Well, because here's the thing is even if you don't like that, yeah. like even if you're not into it, you can still look at that and go, how is this a possible well, allowed? Yes. Any of that. Have, have also, you seen Big Rami? Big Rami. Big Rami. Yes, I think I have actually. <laughs> the dude huge. is this Egyptian guy, 300 plus pounds. Um and he is just, he's easily the biggest bodybuilder to have stepped on stage. Well, and here's the thing. It's like, even if I, like, half of what they would do to get that large, I, I don't, God, I could not do that. But you have to. No, that's Photoshopped. That's not Holy the, cow. Yeah. Y'all, like, you can't see it in this video, or in, in the video, this or over, over audio. But this dude's huge. I like, just, stacks and stacks and stacks of muscles. I just don't even understand. And just like thick too. But at the same time, the dedication that comes with that, yeah, like quads, <laughs> like I can't get it. That's amazing to me. Oh like, yeah, that's I mean, totally amazing. To, to me. do that, you have to be. It has to be your job. Like you have to. That has to be your. Everything. Oh yeah, yeah. no, because you because you there's no way that you could get to look like some of these competitors right. if it wasn't your job. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was what was hard for me like going into it like my first show mm -hmm. like I didn't realize how I didn't even I, I was so unaware of even the dedication that right. it took because because in my mind I felt like I was putting so much into it like I felt like I was like where was where you know? where did you need more so you're talking about like 
so much dedication, but you thought you were already doing all of that. Where, what took it to the next level for you? Oh, so my second bodybuilding show, I did, I competed in the Riptide Classic in uh-huh. Panama City, Florida. Yeah. And I met um, a girl named Miko, and she was like, which I had, the show prior had been the one in Pensacola that I did. Um, and my body had changed a good amount mm-hmm. within those, because I think I saw pictures from my first show and I was like, Oh, okay. I got to see do. what you need to do a little bit. Better. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Where, and, I, and what it was is I really needed to tighten up a lot. Like I think I had, what do you mean? Like I had too much, I was carrying too much water in my first show and I had too much body fat okay. at the same time. So like, I think, the way I had been doing my new, cause nutrition is the biggest key in all of this. Like you can work out all day long, but I'm sorry if you drink a six pack of beer, like you're not going. And I wasn't even doing that, yeah. but ratios, like, like the ratios of your nutrients and what you're putting in your body, that is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one, I didn't understand ratios. So I didn't, while I thought I was like putting in a lot of protein and doing this and doing this, and I was like tracking my macros on my fitness pal and stuff. My, my ratios were so off, right. you know? Um, so whenever I had in between my first two shows, I started doing fasted cardio okay. in the morning and that helped me, um, lean, like lean out a little more. Um, and it helped me, I changed how I was like doing my water intake. Um, So that helped me a lot. But whenever I saw Miko at that second show, she's like, oh my gosh, I remember you from the first show. She's like, you look so good. She's like, but I really, I want to introduce you to my coach because Mm -hmm. I I see your dedication and I think he can help you tremendously. So I, I went in, signed up with Mike McKinney. Um, he, that was her bodybuilding coach and he had a team called McKinney fitness. So I signed up with them and he started writing my meal plans. He started writing, um, I went to posing classes, like did all this stuff. And it's so funny because I started seeing him maybe two weeks before I competed in a show in Jacksonville. So, so like, you started working with him two weeks before competition. Yes. <laughs> yes. But can I tell you the, the way I yeah. felt like this is how terrible my nutrition was is he, I went and I did a posing session with him mm-hmm. and really talked to him. Cause I was like, I was just in a bad place. First off, if your nutrition is off as a female, that is even, I think it messes up guys, but girls, it messes up us up hormonally. Yeah. So mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So I was like a little wackadoodle over there, just like I was so crazy. Like in my mind, I was like, I was a crazy person. Um, and because my hormones were so off. And so I went to see him and I was like, Mike, I feel like I'm crazy. And he's like, Because you probably are. <laughs> It's a good thing to hear. You need to drink some water. (laughs) He's like, what have you been eating? And I was like, well, I ate lettuce and chicken on the way here. (laughs) He's like, oh, my my God. And so I got, like, I get my two weeks before the Dexter Jackson Classic, I get a, a meal plan from him. And I just remember being like, 
Oh my god. So I get strawberries? <laughs> I get strawberries. I, like because I had eliminated fruit from my diet. Yeah. I had eliminated like so much stuff. And yeah. I was like, I'm gonna be fat if I eat all this food. But, but really what show. you what you find out is like all this food that you're now allowed to have, it's gonna help you actually train harder when you're in the gym because you actually have totally. energy to work out. Oh my gosh, oh. yes. So uh, just a it's a total game changer. I think if you're trying to just spitball your nutrition and yes. you don't have any idea what you're doing, just find somebody who does. Find somebody who does. It will make such a big difference. Whether you're just trying to be healthy or whether you're actually trying to compete in something, doesn't matter. Well, it's so funny because I was even talking to uh, another, like, a CrossFit coach here in town. And he's like, you know, it's so funny to me because, and they work with a lot of college students and stuff. And he's like, it's so funny because these people come in and it's like four 30 in the afternoon and they're pissed whenever they can't hit a PR and, but they like are run down and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, what'd you eat today? And they're like, Oh, well I had like this for breakfast and then, uh, and then I had some water and, and that's like what I've eaten. And mind you, they had taken like an Adderall, like three Adderall or two Adderall or however many before that. Oh. But and then you're wondering why you can't hit a PR. It's because right. your body is literally it's got like, nothing. It's nothing. Yeah. You have nothing to give. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just just the concept of like, no, you like food is so important. Carbs yeah. are your friend. Yeah. <laughs> you know? For real. Yeah. And it, I mean, like if you're, and then if you're able to bring more intensity to your training, you're going to get better results out of your training. So now you don't need to, now you don't need to train as not, I wouldn't say as long uh, yeah, because you're getting more out of it. And so you don't need to put more time in. Well, also too, like, it's so funny how, how big of an effect, like, uh, nutrition has on your mindset. So it's like, mm. even if like, if you go in there and you've eaten good yeah. and you like feel good at the yeah. end of your workout versus being pissed because you didn't get a PR. Like, yeah, that's something I've, you know, something I've actually been messing around with like the past month mm-hmm. is I've been doing the squat everyday program where I pick a variation of a squat and hit a max on that. And I've been doing that like right around noonish. And I just wanted to see how I would feel if I was fasted all the way up until I squat right. and then eat afterwards. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm making some progress. And that was about it. And then this month I started eating lunch and then training at like four. And let me tell you, I would unrack the bar and just like my abs felt like my whole body felt full. Yes. Like I, I just You could feel your muscles. Oh, I could. It was so different. It was such a big difference. Even if I'm not like really tracking what I'm I eating. I love that. Just I like... I felt secure in my weight belt uh-huh. and everything. It was, it was absurd. Like I could unrack the bar and just go, well, this is not going to be a problem. <laughs> was, too, yeah. It probably changes. Like when you feel that way about yourself, mm-hmm. like just in general, yeah. like you put that belt on and you're like, Oh yeah. Or even, this. or even you without know? the belt too, because I would, I would just unrack it. And normally like if I'm, if I'm, squatting something pretty heavy and I haven't eaten anything all day. There's a little bit of this like fear wobble that's going on yes, in your midsection totally. somewhere. And then when you switch to have a big old lunch and then train at like four, um, there is none of that. Everything feels very sturdy, that's... very sturdy. It was very, it was, <laughs> I, I, I squatted a PR that I had like 
missed over my head the other day. Stop it. Yeah, no, yeah I was doing back squat and I just kind of like got forward a little bit <gasps> and I was like, oh, shit. I just went, up just went right oh over. God, that's so terrible. Yeah. Um, it happens, I guess. Yeah. Once a year or once every couple of years. I don't know. Well, you know, it's a, yeah, it happens. Yeah, it does. It was it fine. Does. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. It's like, it's all about that. It's just how it changes your mindset and how you feel. Yeah. I think plays the biggest role yep. in weightlifting right. and bodybuilding and all that. And, um, you know, even, even looking back now, you know, I stepped out of bodybuilding, but I, I look at my mindset. You, so you had done four shows at that point we were talking about, right? I had done three shows at that point. Three shows. Mm-hmm. Okay. So from your first to your second, then you started working with a coach. Yep. And then, then you did, did your third. Yep. Okay. You had two more after that? Yeah, I had two more after okay. that. How did those go? Um, those shows were better. Okay. Um, and I actually ended up placing in them. Nice. Um, my last show, I... They had it where you could do crossover, so you could um, compete in two different categories. Okay. Gotcha. So for my last show, I ended up crossing over, and I competed in bikini and figure. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's, for my body type, it's funny how whenever I'm eating the right amount of nutrients, how much muscle I put on and how quickly I can put it on. Yep. You know? Um, so while I was... While I was lean, I was almost a little, I was almost a little too muscular to right. compete in bikini. Um, and, but, but if I, you were lucky, you might, you might be able to place. If yeah. I pose well, cause right. it's, cause at that point it's all about your posing and a lot of the, a lot of local shows, they don't require, I don't want to say they don't require cause it, there's so many, there's so many politics that go into bodybuilding and all that kind of stuff. But depending on who, who your judges are and their taste and those sorts of things. Because here's the thing. Once you're on stage, everybody on stage looks freaking amazing. Right. Like they do. Yeah. So it comes down. Unless you're Sarah Beth at her first competition. I like, yes. <laughs> what? Have not. you seen that? Have you seen that picture? It's just this, like a, it's just all these like high level bodybuilders. And then this guy who just like, looks like he walked off the street. Got, that's, that's what I got, look like. Got the spray tan yep. and then that was it. That's, oh. yep. That's exactly what I look like. I, I looked like I walked off. I had abs, yeah. but the rest of me definitely looked like I walked off the nice. street. Nice. Well, and that's the opposite for me. <laughs> that's amazing. It's so good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It was just uh, lots of lots of changes. Yeah, lots of work. So yeah. So anyway, so you placed in your last competition. Yeah. So I placed in that, and I placed in both figure and bikini, and that oh, was really cool. good. And then I had intentions of switching over completely because my reason for crossing over again was my body had changed, but also um, I liked how the figure girls. I just liked that body type better. Like I felt like it fit. It was more attainable for me than sense. trying to dial down into this tiny itty bitty, um, lean, long girl, you know right. what I mean? Cause that's just, well, and the tougher part about that is the more experienced you become as a bodybuilder, the harder it's going to be for you to diet down enough to compete in bikini. Yeah, for sure. Right. For sure. I mean, you, you're slowly putting on muscle over a few years. Well, and two, I didn't like cardio. So yeah. like, so the whole point Reach. of cardio was to like, um, you're not burning your muscle really, but, um, 
so long period. It's like you put on so much muscle yeah. so that when you start to lean down, when you do burn off muscle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you burn off body fat and then you burn off some muscle and then you're like just the right size. Right. But I was also, but I would like half do it. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to lift. And then I'm like, well, I know my diet says I need to do 40 minutes of cardio, but I'm actually only going to do 10. <laughs> yeah. Half, yeah. Yeah. Half. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. So, yeah. you know. So then you, so you said you had intentions to do another show. Was that yes. I had intentions to do a figure show and I ended up not doing that because uh, my husband and I at the time had, we had just gotten married and we wanted to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And so I started like, I was like, uh, I probably need to like eat more food or something. Yeah. Or whatever. And and I think there's a lot of mixed things out there in relation to um, nutrition and pregnancy and whatever. But here's the thing. If you are putting the right nutrients in your body, it doesn't matter what your body fat percentage is, per se, in regards to it being low that says that you can't get pregnant. Does that make right, sense? Right. Um, so you can get pregnant and sustain a safe pregnancy on a very low body fat percentage. Um, however, it requires the right nutrients. Right. Um, it's so. definitely not an easy thing to do if you are trying to compete in bodybuilding. Oh yeah. No. Right. Like it's not just not an easy thing, but it's more than likely not possible. Right. You know, yeah. Just there's so many things like hormones are going all out of whack. Mm-hmm. A lot of women lose their, lose their period while they're training for competitions. Mm-hmm. And that had and happened that, to me whenever, yeah. whenever I was doing my own, um, nutrition, like I remember at one point. I think I was down to 1100 calories a day and that that's that's my, that's my lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Well, and two, again, you're like old Sarah Beth had absolutely no concept. She's just like, Oh, well if I eat this many calories, I'm going to lose weight. No, 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 sis. Your body was starving. She ain't going to lose nothing because she thinks she's like, (laughs) no. (laughs) So, so passed on that. Had another child. Had another baby. Yep. Yep. Um, before, because I was trying to like, also, I was not, um, my relationship with the person that I was with at the time wasn't a very healthy one. And us, my way, because I knew I had been crazy, like, mm-hmm. because bodybuilding had um, done so much to me mentally, I think, Um there were positives and there were negative because it had negatively affected my mental, the way I viewed myself and right. the way I was like dealing with other things, just in my hormones. Um, I needed to step away from it at that time, not only because yeah. I wanted to have a baby, but also because I was like not healthy. Like I, bodybuilding can be done in a healthy way. However, I wasn't doing it at that time in a healthy way. Yeah. Um, and I also wasn't in a good mental space to even recognize that so much as knowing that I feel like a crazy person and I need to step back from this, you yeah. know, because I, because I thought that was what was putting the strain on my marriage. Whereas, you know, really, yeah, that probably had a little bit to do with it, but there were also other factors there too. Right. Um, and, and kind of, this is what people, people will say this about training that any, any form of training is good for you mm-hmm. until you start to compete in it. Yes. And then, there is a little bit of a give and take mm-hmm. and, 100%. and bodybuilding is definitely one of those sports that is a lot more take than it is give. Mm, um, yeah, for sure. I, I think every sport you will 
learn really valuable life lessons from, but, um, it, you know, it also has to, it also has to not take more than it's giving for it to be sustainable. For sure. And for you to really, 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 truly enjoy it, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, like, um, like I was listening to this podcast with, um, Ben Bergeron was talking about balance and he was saying that balance looks different for everyone. So mm-hmm. I think sometimes people are like, I'm just looking for balance in my life. Right. And, it's like, and they think that that's like 33%, yes. this, this, and this. Yes. And really it's whatever you place your value on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So like, so for some people, balance is being 100 committed to this thing and knowing that you are giving that thing, whether it's your sport, whether it's your career, whether it's your family, whatever it is, you're giving that 110% right now. Mm -hmm. And that is where the balance is, you know? And then for others, it's like, okay, now, because it can change. Now balance is me being like, okay, I need to step away from this sport here so that I can like, make this thing over here a little better. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, 100%. So, yeah, I stepped out of that, and I had, I before I got pregnant, I ended up uh, switching over to CrossFit. My, my sister had told me for years that, she's like, Sarah, you really need to do CrossFit. You really need to do CrossFit. You have a better body for CrossFit. Like, yeah, I think it'd work for you. It'd help you mentally. Like, all these different things. Um, So, I decided to try that, and... I loved it. And I will say, um, was that justified? No, that was at, um, CF tally. Okay. Um, which at the time CF tally and CF justified were the same, you know? Um, and they were the same, but kind of separate. So started at CF tally and I started eating more intuitively versus as a competitor. And that, helped me so much like honestly I think it brought balance back into my life Mm -hmm. um in terms of my of my relationship with food because whenever I left bodybuilding I had such a terrible relationship with food like there wasn't any balance there it was all how is this going to make me look yes yeah and there's there's so many different ways you can approach nutrition and for me I kind of view three things when I'm approaching nutrition. It's, am I performing well? Um, so like for me, that's, can I lift heavy? Um, can I feel good? Right. Mm -hmm. So it's performing well. Do I look good? Do I feel good? Mm -hmm. Right. And generally I'm going to try and go for at least two of those. Love that. Generally I'm going to try and go for at least three, uh, at least two. If you can get three. Awesome. (laughs) You have dialed it in, but right. um, more than likely you're going to have to put a lot of work into your nutrition for all three of those. Yeah. For two of those, I think it's more sustainable for day-to-day life. And you mm-hmm. kind of just want to move around in, the, in somewhere in some combination of those three. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, the, you know, like being in bodybuilding, while it teaches you so many good things, it is a very, um, oh, what's the word? It's a sport based on your looks. Yes. You know, yeah. so it's it's a very, yes, yeah, subjective. That was what yeah. I was looking for. Yeah. It's a very, very subjective sport. So if you are not someone who is good at separating those things <laughs> yeah. and yeah. understanding that, hey, you know, 
my body looks like X, Y, and Z for one day. Mm -hmm. Like I am making it look like that for one day. If you can't separate it and say, Hey, that's not what my body is supposed to look like all the time because it's unhealthy. If it looks like that all the time, you know, if you're not good at that, that's where it becomes this, this other thing. Because I would literally, I was like a rail with muscles on it. And I would stand there in the mirror and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm so fat. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I was not fat right. even in the least bit. It and, was just like this thing. And that's something I've talked about. I think I've talked about this on podcasts before. Um, and it's really the, the deeper issue is that you're tying your sense of self, your identity yes. to what you do. Mm-hmm. Right. And so for bodybuilding, it's, it's an even harder one because you're tying your sense of self into how you look, Mm -hmm. which is something that's so subjective from person to person, from day to day, how you feel about yourself, uh, from, you know, it could change from the morning to the evening. Yes. It's so subjective. But if you put it all on one day and to such an extreme that, you know, when you're competing in a bodybuilding competition, you're not, you're not competing to look like a normal human being. Exactly. Right. You're competing for these made up rules and standards that don't actually really mean much well and again it's all it's all to your judge's preference also so like the the guidelines if you look up npc guidelines for bodybuilding or for bikini or for any whatever category it is they are extremely vague yeah yeah like unless unless they have changed the guidelines like it says in the last time i read npc guidelines it said that figure competitors were not supposed to have striations and guess what? That's now. Yeah. That's now, all that. Now, it, if you don't have striations, you better get off that stage. Cause It's like having an art know. competition. Oh, 100%. This piece of art is good, but also I don't like the colors in it. So. <laughs> right. And it is. It's, it's like a beauty pageant yeah. with muscles. You know what? I hate the color green. So I'm going to go with this blue painting doesn't instead. doesn't go with your eyes today. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. And it, it's such a tough thing. And you can tie that into weightlifting and CrossFit as well. A lot of people, when they are usually they're struggling with some other things going on, yeah. But that's it's tying your identity to this sport, right? And in bodybuilding, that's a tough one. Uh, and weightlifting is kind of the same thing, too. And so, if you are tying your identity to the weight that you lift, if you have bad days, it's going to feel way worse than yes. if you have good days, yes. And especially in weightlifting, you're going to have way more bad days than your good days. Same with bodybuilding. Yes. Same with anything else. And CrossFit is an is an even different beast because uh you'll place you'll place your sense of self in how you're performing, except nobody's taking into fact that you don't compete in CrossFit. Yes. Right? It's it's not supposed to be it's a competition with yourself. It's I, I don't even know if it's a competition, but I I don't even want to dig into that that much. But I think I think it's supposed to be like you go in, you get this workout, you work really, really hard, you feel great, and then you leave. Yeah. And that's and then like you enjoy the community around it. Mm, yeah. You um, try new things that you've never done before, mm-hmm. which is so, there's so many different benefits to CrossFit. But I think the downfall is a lot of people who maybe don't feel like they've they're winning in other parts of their life. They tend to bring in this this competition and like place a competition on it when there isn't really that oh, in the first place. I've been that person too. Yeah. <laughs> I've been that person too. Yeah. Uh, just about anybody who's done CrossFit for a while 
has probably brought in some kind of fake competition to it that nobody else knows that they're competing in Mm. and placing your identity as, okay, I did, I got a grace PR today. Yeah. Uh, Like when it really is just like, did you work out? Did you feel good? Are you stronger now than you were yesterday? Did you try new things? Yes. That's it. Uh, And that's so beautiful. I remember I was, we'd been talking the other day about this a little bit and I told you that um, the first time I cried in a workout was at CrossFit and it's, right. and I remember specifically we had rope climbs. <laughs> That's fun fact. That is when I have seen it the most. That's the one movement that I've seen the most people cry on is rope climbs. <laughs> it's not so hard. <laughs> not just that, but, but it's one of those movements that when you just, when you get tired enough, you lose some coordination. Yeah. You don't have the strength to get up the rope and there is nothing that is, there's no shaking your arms out. That's going to get that strength back. Yeah. And a lot of people, they go, Oh, maybe I can't climb this rope. And then the thing that was telling them that they could do all of these things is now saying, well, maybe you can't actually. And it, it hits hard. It's like, it's like, like it cuts into your ego a little bit, you know? Well, and, and. It's okay to have something like that cut into your ego a little bit. Yeah. If it's not the thing that you are basing your sense of self on. And that's why I brought that up because we're talking, you know, talking about sense of self. It's like, I, whenever I, I recognized it when you, you were like, you told me that fact about CrossFitters and all this stuff and and seeing people cry on ropes. I was like, oh my gosh, that's why I did that, did it because I had placed so much like I'd done it with bodybuilding and then, I, and then at that point I had done it with CrossFit where it was yeah. like, it was the one thing that I felt like I was good at. Right. And then all of a sudden I was like, Oh my God, I'm not even going to CrossFit. <laughs> really? And that's the tough part is uh, uh, not attacking you. Uh, no. Cause I've seen this across, yeah. across the board for a lot of things, but when you've got something like that happening uh-huh. and suddenly you're breaking down and crying after a rope climb because you can't do it in a CrossFit class, you might need to take a step back and go, okay, is CrossFit and my performance the only thing that I place value on? Right. And if it is, you might need to take a step back and go, maybe I need to work on some other things that I've got going on <laughs> in my life. Maybe maybe I need to find a little bit something else to oh, work on. Oh, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And, and, and it's so funny because like, because even me crying, like now looking back, even me crying, me crying about not being able to do that rope climb right. had absolutely nothing to do with me not being able to do that rope climb. Right. And it had everything to do with things that were going on at mm-hmm. home that I felt like I had no control right. over. Exactly. And so CrossFit was the one thing that you did have control over. Yeah. And, and then I couldn't bam, do bam, it. Bam, bam, bam. And then you couldn't do it. <laughs> that hits hard. <laughs> right in yep, the chest. Right in the chest. <laughs> but it's it's good. You know, it created it created a lot of growth and um and gave me to a lot of insight to I think so many other aspects of my life of like, hey, maybe I need to work on like just like you said, like stepping back and being yeah. like, Does this is this really what matters right now? Is right. this really you know? Yeah. So shifting from bodybuilding into CrossFit, what was, what do you think you took from bodybuilding and applied to CrossFit that helped a lot? Well, so I would definitely, again, it all goes back to nutrition. Definitely my mindset on, um, or not even my mindset, what I had learned about nutrition at that point. Um, It was really cool because my bodybuilding coach, Mike, he, when he wrote out our our meal plans. Um, 
it he listed everything and he would put in recipes and then list all the ingredients to the recipes of what you would need. So, so he didn't, he didn't list out like our, our macros, but he taught us like, Oh, this is how you're going to make bomb salad dressing that fits your macros to go on this salad. Which is so useful. It was so good. And that's way more useful than just here is a spreadsheet with numbers. Yes. Well, and two, because, because I saw what they, what the ingredient was, Mm -hmm. I knew that it was like, Oh, I can literally swap out almost any vegetable for any vegetable. Yep. So if I get tired of zucchini, right. I can just switch it out for cucumbers right. or I can just switch it out for this thing over here, switch out for this. And that. Oh yeah. It opens oh. up, it opens up the sense of freedom with your food. Yes. Oh, that so was nice. the, that was probably the biggest thing. Yeah. Um, because then, and too, because I, by that point I understood nutrient timing. So like whenever I did, I almost, I almost think nutrient timing is more important than calories in calories out. I, I, I'm, I'm not, I, it's tough to say that because it's, uh, not, um, acceptable to say Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's probably going to change in the world of nutrition a little bit. Right. But I think nutrient timing is way more important. I think nutrient timing is more important than, um, for health. For health, but also, uh, I don't, there's not a ton of CrossFitters that believe, that I've met, that believe nutrient timing is as important because it's more, it's bigger in the bodybuilding world, you know, but I think, I think it's just as, if not even more important in CrossFit as it is in bodybuilding because, because of of the um, stress that you are putting on your body while doing CrossFit. Right. Yep. Uh, nutrient timing is uh, CrossFit and nutrition is they're They've gone and kind of restart. Well, I think CrossFit is really trying to really going to be pushing nutrition even more. And you can kind of see it with their, right. their social media and their posts and their mm-hmm. website is fantastic. Um, and it's just getting away from sugar. First of all, is like, such a the biggest thing already such a huge thing mm-hmm. right um people that are in crossfit are now just kind of getting into like the macro phase happened and now they're getting into this nutrient timing thing and i it's interesting to kind of see them start to adapt things for bodybuilding it's so it's it's really interesting i love it and to, well and here's the thing it's like i don't think there is a bad way yeah. to work out does that make sense like right. i think I think it's important to, and mind you, it depends on what your goals are, you know, but if your goal is to feel good and if your goal is to, um, for your body to run well, Mm -hmm. you just need to move it, you know, like move your body. Find something that works. Yeah. Find something that works for you. Yeah. I tend to lean more towards like higher intensity because I think it's, I think it has a lot more benefit for the body and the mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but Same. Anything really works as long as the risk is lower than the reward. Yes. Um, that's about it. Mm-hmm. So shifting from CrossFit back into bodybuilding a little bit. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's that's the weird part is bodybuilding and CrossFit are very similar in that there is a sport side of it and a training and just like a health side of it. And I, I've never made that connection until just now. But uh, are you thinking about possibly doing a show again at some point? You know, I, like I've went back and forth on it um, for sure because I think my one, I'm 
I'm in a completely different space than I was whenever I originally was competing. So, so all of my outside limiting factors, Mm -hmm. those have changed, you know, and those are not there. So I think if I did decide to compete in a bodybuilding show, um, I would, I would be able to give it a lot more in terms of, um, the amount of discipline I was putting towards it. Mm -hmm. Like I could actually be disciplined towards it and not feel bad about it. Also, I think the only thing that I would worry about going back to bodybuilding is I didn't like the person that I was and had become from looking in the mirror Mm -hmm. as much as I was looking in the mirror. And I think that's where you can actually take some things that you learn when you're in CrossFit and apply that to bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like bodybuilding is still kind of a subjective thing, but I wonder how much of it could be, could be approached by measuring it through performance markers. Yeah. More so than visual markers. Right. You know, it's still, and cause that's kind of how I view training CrossFit and how I view training weightlifting is we're going to do all these different bodybuilding exercises to make the body even so that it can perform better. Mm-hmm. And I wonder how much of that could actually be applied to competing in bodybuilding. I don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I think if I, if I did go back to it, I would not give up CrossFit yeah. just to do bodybuilding because I think, I think had I, because I don't, because of not liking cardio or not enjoying it right. like being bored it's a fun way to do it crossfit is an awesome way and so I, I like if i could literally do like isolation bodybuilding movements to grow muscle groups mm-hmm. but then do crossfit two or three days a week like that high intensity yeah i, th- I think it would bring the best package to yeah. a stage yeah i think so um and I think your my brain would be in a different mental space. It's a whole lot less time spent suffering. One hundred percent. Not only that, you're having fun while you're doing it, right. and you're around good people. Yep. Like you're around people who encourage you. Mm-hmm. Bodybuilding is a very lonely sport. Yeah, like it is very lonely, and because it's as, or at least I felt like it was very lonely because I didn't have people in my corner necessarily. Right. And because there's not as many people who compete, there's not even as many people in your town that you can connect with. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's through social media, right. but then for me, and again, not everybody has this problem, but for me, then I started playing a game of comparisons, Right. you know, when it's like when even in bodybuilding, you cannot compare yourself to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would stress this so much with, for somebody just starting bodybuilding, like, if you just want to do a show, do not get on social media and look up other competitors. Yep. Like, do not. Because as soon as you start doing that, like, as soon as you start look up, being like, oh, well, she's 22 weeks out and that's what she looks like. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm 22 weeks out. And this is, oh, my God. Like, right. wow. How when, much pressure are you putting on yourself when you don't have when really, to? really, it could just be she's 22 weeks out and that's what she looks like. Oh, that means she's probably going to burn out before she gets to the show. It could. It could yeah. be something like that. You or never know. it could be that 
homegirl has already conditioned her body because she's been competing for seven years. Or, yeah, or, exactly. Like she's she doesn't have as much body fat as you do to lose, so she keeps a higher number of calories and higher number of this. But it doesn't mean her body's going to look better maybe, in the end. Maybe just than you maybe. Do. Yeah, she's better. <laughs> well, maybe could be could be the case. Maybe. Yeah, and or pe- people in weightlifting do that all the time too. Yeah. And so I I try and like tell the kids on our team to like. My job is to is to know what the other people are lifting. Yes. Not your job. Yes. Right? Like for the most part, you probably just need to stay off and like watch watch the people that are competing at the world level yes. and study what their technique looks like and, and just see how they mentally approach training. Yes. And not the people that you currently compete mm-hmm. against because one, if your eyes are always on who is the best in the world? Mm-hmm. It's it. You are already thinking of that as like, okay, this is my goal. This is the ceiling. Yeah. Right. As opposed to like, okay, I just need to beat this girl at this local competition. I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess, but it's not like the best way to one be the best in the world. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And two, it just places this <laughs> fake, like fake competition that the other person doesn't even know that they're competing in. Yeah. You know? It's it's this. Uh, it's just it's definitely a weird thing. So, um, we're gonna, we're getting pretty close to wrapping it up. So shifting back into bodybuilding, um, you said that, you know, probably the biggest thing that you would take, take from CrossFit to apply to bodybuilding is just having fun with the conditioning. Yes. Right. The Um, process for sure. For sure. Enjoy and like enjoying the movement as much as you can. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people don't place enough emphasis on that. It's just like, if you can actually enjoy your workouts you are going to get so much more out of it because the moment that you start suffering through workouts, a lot of people think that that's where you have to be. You just pop the hoodie on, Mm -mm. start squatting and suffer through your workouts for the next two years and then you'll be ready. And that's really, it's just making it so that it's not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, and it's, it's not fun being alone. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always, I kind of wonder how body, like is bodybuilding going to kind of adapt into this like team environment? You know, I think it, in a way it already has just because um, now you have these coaches who, who they do have teams and they have team meets and that kind of stuff. And that's awesome. I love that. So, so I don't even want to say like, Oh, you're alone. Yeah. I don't even want to say that you're alone. If you bodybuild, I, again, that was me a long time ago. So I don't even want to project that onto other people. Um, but at the same time, think about it. When you go to a gym, a lot of people, like, we put in our headphones and yep. we go there and we work out and we we don't want anybody to talk to us because we're, you know, we're in the zone. Yeah. And it's not bad to have that alone time. Right. Like, it's not bad to, like, If have, you can't do that, yeah. there's something weird. That's for sure. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, I think I think it's good to have people who encourage you mm-hmm. and who you can talk about things with and who can be like, Hey, I saw you. Like yeah. I saw you like in the gym working out and be like, good job. And I, and if you don't have that, you probably need to start giving that a little bit more to yes. other people. Oh, that's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, man, what did I just see? It was like somebody posted something along the lines of if, if every single player on my team was like me, what would our team be like? either way (laughs) and so and so like asking yourself that question um usually is probably a great way to just self-analyze a little bit and see Mm -hmm. how you can start supporting your team a little bit better 
Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, we were going to end on some kind of like a message for the youth. <laughs> but I, I don't know. What do you have? I think we talked about it a little bit. Wait, yeah, we did. I, the biggest thing is just remember to, um, or at least for me, I wish somebody had just said, you know, have grace for yourself. Mm-hmm. And everybody says or said, enjoy the process, enjoy the process, enjoy the process, like trust nobody the process. Yeah. yeah. But nobody tells you how to do that. No. And so I think if you, again, get out of this world of comparisons, mm-hmm. you know, like the best advice I had from somebody is um, if something starts to make you feel bad on your social media, don't look at it anymore. Yeah. And it, cool. and there's a difference between finding things that encourage you, like finding fitness people that encourage you mm-hmm. versus following somebody just because you're like, oh, she's hot and I want to look like her. Like, like whenever you, you're following him or her or somebody like that and you just want to be like that, yeah. if it gets to the point where you feel discouraged yeah. versus encouraged, mm-hmm. like, don't don't feel ashamed yep. to like unfollow or quit looking at that. Yeah. Because um because you're right sometimes you're right where you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know? And and hey, if you that's why it's another reason to have people who who are in your corner to encourage you or do have a coach yep. because your coach could be like, you know what? You're feeling discouraged. But you should feel discouraged in this moment because you're also not putting in the work. Right. So like, so either quit complaining about it mm-hmm. or put in the work, but rec- but see yourself, recognize yourself where you're at right. and just be like, okay, you know what? I need to do more work or you know what? I'm doing a really freaking good job yeah. and I should just own my space. Right. You know, definitely, definitely spending time on getting better at recognizing where you actually are instead yeah. of where you, where you think you are or where you are. Um, placing yourself, I guess, competitively against other people, mm-hmm. right? That's going to, it helps to kind of pull everything back in and ground you a little bit and make a more honest approach to whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. And yeah. And I like that you said that, like a more honest approach to whatever it is that you're doing, because maybe it's not bodybuilding. Maybe it's not yep. CrossFit. Maybe it's not Maybe it's nothing fitness related. Maybe it just has to do with your job in general, you yeah. know? Yeah, for real. Like, for real. There's a lot of people out there that are, you know, think that they're frustrated at the sport that they're doing, but really they're probably just in a job that they don't enjoy doing and need to step back from that. I could talk about that for hours. Oh. 100%. You know, the best piece of advice that I ever got, um, and this came from, an, from my old boss, I always... Like I wanted to be, I wanted to have a hundred dollar haircut. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted that. Yeah. But who knows? Like when you're first starting and your haircuts are $18, how do you know how to get to a hundred dollar haircut? How do you know how to become a CEO? How do you know how to start your own business? And he said, he's like, Sarah Beth, if you want to be a hundred dollar hairdresser, you better start acting like a hundred dollar hairdresser mm-hmm. and you better start dressing like a hundred dollar hairdresser right. and you better start whatever. Yeah. And, and I don't even think whenever he said that I knew fully what that meant, mm-hmm. but I knew it meant I needed to step up my game. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So it's like, whatever it is, like 
Because we all have these people in our mind that we're like, oh, I respect this person and I want to be like that when I grow up. So think about in your head, what do you think that person does in the morning? Do you think they get up in in the morning and hit their snooze button seven times? Probably not. Probably not. You know, do you think they walk out the door without eating breakfast in the morning? Probably not. Probably like, not. Gotta they, get that bagel, dude. Yeah, they like they know they're gonna be working long hours. Yeah. So you better have your breakfast or in whatever. Maybe they don't have. Maybe they fast because it makes their body feel better. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Um. Okay. We'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and wrap it up right there. I think the last thing was uh, I, and I think the biggest takeaway was this. We talked about um sense of self. Yeah. And what you're doing, and if you find yourself struggling with that, whether it's body image issues or performance issues, take a step back and see where you're actually placing your value on things and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And maybe you need to reevaluate that, or maybe you are actually going at the right thing and you just need to approach it differently. No matter what, find yourself a coach that can help you with that. Yes. um, Because we're out here. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. So you don't, I mean, there's no reason to do it by yourself. Yeah. No reason. Yeah. Um, all right guys. So you can follow Sarah Beth on where, uh, you can follow me on my Instagram, my personal Instagram or on my hair page. Um, my hair Instagram is, uh, hair by SB and my personal Instagram, which I'm on my personal Instagram more. Um, it is, I think it's sbeth91. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Um, cool. And then you can follow me on almost every social media platform that there is. Uh, we've got Big Ben Strength and Conditioning for Facebook and YouTube and Instagram. Uh, and then Big Ben Strength on Twitter and TikTok. What else? I'm on TikTok. I'm I funny. love that. I'm, I'm going to have to volley. I don't even have TikTok yet. So I need you, to download You got to get it. It's yeah. great. Uh, people will trash it. And there is a lot of garbage on there. But I think it's I think it's one of the funniest social media platforms that there is. You know, we need that right now too. Oh, everybody needs a little bit of laughter. And the last thing is our website, um, www.bigbendsc.com. We've got the pandemic program sale going on, so you can buy all of all of the ebooks that I've (laughs) got on sale, as well as online coaching is on sale as well. Brian, thank you for doing this. This is for sure. Yeah, I had a great time. All right, I'll see you guys later.